Hey, it's Jamie Ali Murad, singer-songwriter, coming at you from sunny Los Angeles, and this is the Unsigned Chat Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 56 of the Unsigned Chat podcast with me, your host, Matt. How are you all? If you're a brand new listener to the Unsigned Chat podcast, a very warm welcome to you and a big thank you for listening. Please do give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. You can find us at Unsigned Chat. If you're a regular listener, a big thank you for your continued support. It's much appreciated. I recently ran a poll on Twitter and Instagram and I asked... Given music artists who are unsigned refer to themselves as independent artists, should Unsigned Chat change its name to reflect that and become something like Indie Music Chat? Now, interesting, nearly 60% of you went with Indie Music Chat as a new name. Now that has given me something to think about. I'm not going to commit at this stage to change the name. Uh, of unsigned chat but it's certainly given me food for thought and certainly something that you know I'm kind of thinking about to ensure that unsigned chat always maintains um, its relevancy but a big thank you to everyone who voted it is much appreciated now let's get on to the show this week I have another fantastic guest so let's jump straight into it and this week I'm chatting with UK singer-songwriter Belle Velvet so, Belle, hello, and how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. Good. So, how, how's 2022 going? Uh, really, really, really busy, actually. Really good. Okay, what have you been up to, music-wise? Uh, well, I've got a, well, kind of a secret, but I'm sort of teasing it. I've got a single coming out this month, um, which is really cool. I'm going to announce it, um, well, only any time now i'm just waiting for it to go on the stars to pre-serve and um well that's exciting yeah isn't it <laughs> so obviously like 2020 2021 it's been like the last couple of years where people kind of want to forget about it has that given you an opportunity because obviously you couldn't really record and go out and gig as much did that give you an opportunity to spend a lot of time to focus on more the writing side well, um, I actually came into the country scene about a year ago now. Uh, lockdown did me good. As as much as it was bad, mm-hmm. um, it did it it did me a lot of good, and I wouldn't be where I am right now without lockdown. Obviously, you're in the country scene. How did you get into that? What's your influences? Um, I love Carrie Underwood. I love Miranda Lambert. Um, I just love the the rebelling is is that the word the rebelliness rebelliness something like that <laughs> <laughs> about um country and like the songwriting and like the sounds of country too like i love pedal steel okay so was there a defining moment in your life then when you kind of said i want to be a singer songwriter and well, what was that defining moment i mean I didn't really decide. It just sort of happened, if you know what I mean. Like, I didn't wake up one morning and thought, do you know what, I'm going to write songs. It just, 
I don't even know. You just can. It just came to me, and like, yeah, it just it just happens. But it all happened very fast, but slow at the same time. Right. So, what sort of music were you listening to then when you were growing up? What was your sort of songs well, you liked? When I was growing up, Taylor Swift, and it still is now. Picture to burn. I used to have that song on repeat twenty four seven, and. Taylor Swift to this day is still my favourite singer ever and she's been my favourite singer since I was little. <laughs> Have you been to see her live? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> Honestly, I, I that's one of my dreams I'd love to do. Is that on the book? Is that on the bucket list? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So are you from like a, a musical family then? Or? No, not at all. Not in the what? slightest. No. My mum is like she can't sing. Uh, my brother can't sing. My little sister, she's um, she's four. She likes to think she can sing. Um, Doesn't everybody at that age? Yeah, <laughs> singing with me uh, when practicing and everything. Maybe maybe one day she wants to be like your backing singer. Well, I want her to take after me. I want her to. I want her to be a singer, but you can't force it, can you? If she can't sing, she can't sing. I know. You see, you say that now that you want her to be, you know, to take after you. But what happens if it turns out she can't sing? I'll just teach her. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Do. <laughs> so, how many songs have you written today? Have you written quite a few? Or, um, so like, God, I've gone through two books in a year um and i'm on to my third one now about oh well i have uh four songs out on an ep so an ep of four songs so i've released about eight songs but i say i've got about 20 to 25 songs i've not written i've just got loads and loads and loads of songs and like they might them songs might not be played out ever, but like there's still a song. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are. They are pretty. It's quite cool. It's like my little secret I have. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you said obviously about uh, an EP that's out, didn't you? Yeah. So what's that about? Where did that come from? What was the idea behind it? Um. Well, my EP is called The Little Things I Said. And all the songs sort of represent like what I said what I said was like the truth so there's a song called that last time and that's all about like a toxic mentally abusive relationship and there's a song called me love you do next that's actually backwards the title and it represents like the confusing in a relationship um then we have the song I don't know uh, following after that which is all about just like I'd say a bit of anxiety, maybe. Um, like, you always overthinking everything and, like, there's this sort of this dark cloud over you and, like, you can't think what you're actually worrying about, but you are worrying about something. And then Tables Turned um, is literally just about moving on. So it's sort of like a little storyline, really. Okay. And do you have, like, a, a certain writing style? Of when you write a song, or is it kind of like just a bit more random? Um, I mean, I started learning the guitar a few months ago, and I'm already writing on that. Um, I'm I'm going to be playing in Manchester on that. Um, on Saturday, uh, the old school barbecue bus I'll be playing at. Um, and 
I don't really... On my guitar, I'll just come up with a nice combination of chords and I'll play them over and over again until I get some lyrics. But before I learned the guitar, um, I used to just hum stuff. So, yeah. Okay. So you're obviously a quick learner then if you've only just started playing the guitar and you've learned it quickly. Yeah, to be fair, I've learned it faster than I expected, but I'm literally on it like... As soon as I get home from school, as soon as I wake up, like, I don't come off it. And, like, I'm constantly, constantly learning chords, learning songs. Like, my fingers are just swollen and bruised because I'm always on the guitar. And do you use YouTube then? Is that how you're kind of learning it? Well, I have a guitar teacher. Okay. really, really, really good. Uh, He comes every Wednesday. Um... But obviously, I practice out of that too, and like I learn yeah. learning cards on my own. So you're obviously a traditionalist, then, rather than just using YouTube to learn. You're obviously going out the traditional way of actually having a guitar teacher. Yeah, I find it quite hard, like over a screen to learn. Um, like I'd find it easy if there was someone in person showing me and like telling me what I need to do better. Because if you're on like a YouTube thing you don't actually know if you're doing it right. Like, no one's actually there to tell you, maybe try and move it a bit faster, maybe try and, like, strum harder or soft. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't know, you're just going off what you think. And going off what I think normally ends in bad situations, so... Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't want to tell me. I think that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's all right learning things through YouTube. Yeah. But sometimes sometimes depending on your speakers as well it can sound a bit different yeah you think you might be playing it a certain way then actually it's because the speakers are not quite what it's maybe as good or something but yeah definitely but uh so what have you got planned for 2022 then have you got some gigs lined up and obviously you've got a single that you don't want to mention too much about which is fair enough i completely respect that Oh no, it's fine if we do. It's it's good to tease because I mean I'm gonna um spread the word about in the next like few days, so literally. Um I posted a little teaser up. Um I I posted a little teaser up on my Instagram um the other day just uh, to get people waiting. And yeah, it's not gonna be long until it's out. It's really so pretty the, long. What's the single called? It's called Ghost. Okay. Um, it's it's quite uh, well on my EP. It's quite similar to Me Love You Do because it's like Me Love You Do is that uh, I think it shocks people because it's not really like the type of style of country I normally do. I normally do upbeat, but Me Love You Do is really really popular and like that's everyone's favorite track. So I thought, well, if you like that, I'll just give you another one. So it's sort of like that. Okay. And when you write songs, do you find as an artist that you upbeat songs or do you naturally write kind of sad songs? What's your sort of go-to? At the minute, and I hate it, I hate it, but sad songs. like Okay. And, like, I think, I think that is why, because I'm playing, I'm writing songs on the guitar, and the guitar it can be made really jolly, but it sounds quite relaxing and quite calming, like 
when you're just nicely strumming. And I think when a song comes to me, it's when I'm nicely strumming. So that impacts the lyrics on being sort of sadder instead of happier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'll get I, out of that stage. <laughs> speaking with other artists as well, I mean, obviously a lot of artists always say you know, that they write sad songs. You know, that's fair enough. I mean, Taylor Swift's made a, a living out of writing sort of sad songs about various people. But I think, because songs obviously come from emotion, don't they? Yeah. And when people are naturally at their happiest, I don't think their go-to thing is, oh, I'm going to write a song because I'm super happy. Whereas when they're in not a happy place, they're more likely to write a song because they use it as like an escape mechanism of their emotions. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't mean that's a good way of putting it. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no um, I, know, I know what you mean. I mean, I have wrote, I've never actually wrote a happy, happy song about something happy. If I write right. a happy song, what my view of a happy song is an upbeat tempo song, but it's okay. not really about someone or like saying bad stuff about someone that I can't say to the face. So I just decided to write them a song. Um, that's my idea of a happy song is just a bit of um, bit of beat to it, um, mm-hmm. and a bit of rhythm in my voice, and then it just turns into a, a really good song. Would you say then that at the moment you are recording kind of more sort of down the sort of happy route or sad songs? What's your go-to? Um, well, my plans is I don't want to give too much away, but... No, no, that's fair enough. Um, this song I've recorded, just recorded, um, is, is a sad song. Um, it's about someone passing away. But, I mean, it... It can be seen in different ways. It could be seen as uh, you're breaking up with your boyfriend or your girlfriend and then they're leaving you, but the ghost of their memory is still behind. Or it could be about mm-hmm. a person passing away. Like there's there's a lot of different ways that you can like see a song, I think. Yeah. You know I mean, like I hate it when people go, Oh, but the song's about this. But to someone else it might be totally different. Like the thing that I love about music and like fans is that they make the song their own. So. That's the thing, isn't it, with music? I mean, music's all about personal interpretation. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, it's, people might think of it as one thing and somebody else might think of it another, and yet the, the person actually wrote the song might think of it in something completely different. Yeah. You haven't been an artist for very long then, have you? You've been quite new to the scene, like just over a year. Well, I've been singing. Like, um, I do like pub gigs too. Okay. Um, sort of thing i've been singing in pubs since i was 11 so i've been singing since i was like really young but i never and and i've quite and i've always sang country but like i didn't realize there was a massive like a scene out there until last year when i emailed a uh, country radio station then all of a sudden i got like literally i'm not even over exaggerating like spams of emails, wanting to do podcasts, interviews, radio stations, like ev- like everything. My inbox was full. My followers went up. It was it was yeah because of one song got played on the radio. That's the thing, isn't it? Sometimes it only takes like one song to get played yeah. somewhere. And... and I'm even expecting it. Like I was sat in a face mask in my bed. 
I was like, I was like, oh, I want to do something with my life. So I went and I googled <laughs> country radio stations, and then uh, it was Carl Kendrick SW Twenty um, Country, um, and yeah, and then I um, sent it off, and that's where it all started. Now I'm here. That's fantastic. So yeah. Because they say, don't they, that you know you're only ever like one song away from taking your music to the next level. Yeah. And you know, there's lots of different levels in that artists go through to, you know, grow. So it's great to see that you're taking the different levels to get further ahead. Yeah, it's just experience too. Like, like I'm only fifteen, so. I'm just gathering more and more experience. I'm like, I'm I'm only gonna get older, and I'm on, and I'm only just gonna get more experience. Like I have a lot more to learn, and I've made a lot of mistakes in like my music career already, and it just proves I have like a lot more to learn. Belle, you don't call them mistakes; you call them learning curves. Learning curves. <laughs> That's what you call them. You don't make mistakes; it's learning curves. Yeah. But but that's the thing, though. I mean, you know, you're clearly showing that you want to do this as a as a full time career. So yeah. you're putting the effort in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent, definitely. And where would you like to get your music career to? What's your sort of goal? Where if you said, right, okay, in five years, I want to get to point X. What What would that look like? What for you? Well, the ideal, the literal ideal thing would be literally in America doing, you see these massive just stadium tours and like everyone's screaming at you, that. Um, but you got to think in reality, don't you? And like, mm-hmm. you got to think proper. Um, but like when I grow up, I still, I still obviously want to sing and write music, but I want to go to the more music industry side. So I want to like, organize big events bigger um big music festivals and like music management and stuff so are you kind of thinking that you know to go like to like nashville and things like that well um i'm actually off to nashville when i'm well okay you, you can have a little inside thing um when i'm 18 i'm gonna go on tour i'm gonna tour around the uk We've all planned it. Um, we're just obviously waiting. As soon as we get the tickets booked to Nashville, we're gonna sort everything out. Um, we're gonna get them booked next. Yeah, next year. Um, I'm gonna tour around the UK for about I don't I don't know how long, and then the last, and then at the end of my tour, I'm gonna go to Nashville and I'm gonna do a few gigs over there. Um, just to, you know, top it all off and just so I can see Nashville because I've never gone before. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm planning to do for, a, like, I want to do a big tour. So, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll love Nashville. Oh, really? It's one of them sort of really cool places. Oh, is it? Oh, I can't wait. I'm, I tell literally everyone I see, I always go, oh, yeah, because um, I'm off to Nashville. Like, even though the tickets aren't even booked yet, Mm-hmm. Um, the tickets aren't even booked yet. I'm just telling everyone, like, oh yeah, I'm from Nashville when I'm 18. I'm doing it all. <laughs> it's quite, quite weird. It won't, I am. it won't be long though, because the years fly by. They do. They do. 
won't be long at all. But uh, no, I mean, you never know. I mean, you, you might uh, do a few gigs out in Nashville and then, you know, a country label finds you out there. And I mean, I've already been approached by um, a label, a country label in Nashville. Have um, you? Yeah, I got approached about five or six months ago now. Um, and... Yeah, I had like I think I had one meeting with them, but the thing is, is that the time differences, it was mm-hmm. really, really awkward and like, and like when I was asleep, they was asking to call me, and I was like, it it would be like three o'clock in the morning, and I'd be like, oh, I'm free for a Zoom chat now. I'd be like, uh, I'd wake up <laughs> in the morning and they'd be asleep. <laughs> it would be like, like just uh, it was just. And no situation like I'm happy being independent for now but one day I would like to get a manager and um not a label as such but you know obviously Sony comes up to me then ignore what I just said but <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think the thing is when it when it comes to like artist management the thing is is always make sure you're at that point where you definitely need one not that you want one but you need one and there's, yeah. there's two different things there because yeah. it's all right having one, but you want to be in a situation where you can't cope with doing everything yourself that you now need one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And always make sure that you're in control of everything. Yes, that is something I need to learn. I just feel bad like saying no sometimes. Like if I don't like something, I'll be like, Yeah, that's nice. And then I'll just go like tell my mum and my mum will be like, Why didn't you say it then? <laughs> but, um, but the thing is but the thing is if you look at it this way, right? You know when you're in a recording studio. Yeah. And do you have different musicians that come in to play on your like your new single or your EP? Oh, it's normally like pre-recorded, so they record them because they're on my new track, actually, called Ghost, um, hmm. I've got someone from Nashville playing the piano on it. Um, okay. Which is really cool. So he's obviously pre-recorded that well, and sent it over. It, it's, it's, still, it's, still the same, it's still the same point because, obviously, you know, there's people that are pre-recording the music for you, but at some yeah. point you must have a say whether you like that music or you don't like that music. Yeah, that's a problem I have. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. You say yes to everything. Yeah, <laughs> no, my, oh. I absolutely hate. It. I go, that is so good. Thank you so much. <laughs> and then I'll I just that, like punch myself up about it later. I think that's called being too polite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't want to get cancelled. <laughs> Bell velvet cancelled. <laughs> yeah, you need you need to be like a rock star that you know where you start like trashing the studio if it doesn't go your way and. Oh my! I could <laughs> never do that. <laughs> I could never do that. Not that I'm recommending it or condoning it. <laughs> I get really mad while recording the, like, I was in the studio. Are you a bit of a diva? I I had to, yeah, a bit. Well, I don't take it out on people. I take it out on myself. I start, like, growling at myself and, like, clapping my hands because I'm that, like, stressed out that I have to get this note and I'm not getting this note. <laughs> Which is quite it's quite funny, but it's all the recording um, mm-hmm. experience, really. Like, I think um, there was one line in the new song that we probably went over about 20, 30 times. 
just after each other because I couldn't. I got the note, but I don't know what even I was doing wrong. I was just doing it wrong. <laughs> it happens. Sometimes, you know, you can go over the same piece, for, you know, for hours and hours trying to get this piece perfect. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It happens. It's... The thing is, sometimes you can you can overthink it and you get to a point yeah. where you never quite reach that perfection because you're way overthinking it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you just got to think of something else, I think. And like, sometimes... Yeah. Go on, sorry. Um, there was this... There was this note that I had to get and I was going like, I was sort of curving the note instead of going straight. So what I imagined and uh, <laughs> this is quite funny, uh, what I imagined myself, I imagined myself as a lawnmower. So do you know, they just stay that one, that one sound and they just keep going and going and they, go, and they don't go up or down. They just stay that one sound. That's what I'm, I imagined I was and I got the note. I've got to be honest with you, Bill. Nobody's ever said to me on all the times I've done a podcast, they imagine themselves being a lawnmower. <laughs> I did, honestly. Ask everyone in the studio. I said, <laughs> I, I said, right, I'm a lawnmower. I'm going to imagine myself I'm a lawnmower. And then I just I just imagined a lawnmower. I don't know what happened. And I, did I, it. I can imagine it was one of them sort of awkward moments where you mentioned that, that everybody kind of looks around and is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone was like staring at my mum like, is she okay? Does she need medication? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I mean, you're probably, you'll probably you be way too young for it. But I mean, your mum will probably remember it. But there used to be like a, a TV advert for, for ringtones. It was called The Crazy Frog. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know that. And that was actually um, basically designed off the noise of scooters. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But, uh, so, you know, it's not uncommon, you know, your lawnmowers, scooters. Y yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. But, uh, yeah, so it's not uncommon for people to... Uh, but it's, it's certainly not normal for people to say that they're going to think of a lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, I'm just very unnormal. I come up with really weird ideas for songs, like... I think the term's quirky. Yeah. <laughs> Quirky, weird. What's sort of your next sort of plans then for 2022, Belle? What's your... Um, I mean, I'm going to get up? a band together. Uh, okay. I'm going to get a band this year so I can go, like, playing, like, the bigger festivals. Where um, would you like to play? What's your sort of go-to festival you think that's the one I want to play at? Have you ever heard of, of Buckles and Boots? Yes. The country festival. I want to play there. I was gonna go watch this year, but there's just so much, so much going on. Like, there's my sixteenth birthday up on holiday. Um, like it's just a really big and it's just a really big and expensive year this year for us. Mm -hmm. So I think we're gonna leave it out this year, um, and either apply for it next year, or if I can't get on, go uh, camping for all the weekend and watch all the acts. Very good. So yeah, you're quite into camping. Um, I I mean I've been camping a few times. I'd rather I'd rather stay in a house or a <laughs> um, hotel. Yeah, or, or a hotel. <laughs> but I mean, if it's not cold, then camping's all right. It's just when it's 
freezing, your phone's dying, your sleeping bag's soggy, and there's loads of condensation in your tent. I mean, it's not very nice. And you have to, like, clamber in and out of it. Yeah, and then you have to, like, there's nowhere to even shower. you just got to basically shower in, like, the showers at the campsite. And, yeah, not very, not very ideal. And when we go camping, we have two dogs. And I remember when we went camping, we brought the two dogs with us and it was absolute mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was awful. I think it's an experience. Yes, it's a very weird experience. I mean, I'd go, <laughs> the times I'd go camping is in summer, in a field about a 10-minute walk from my house with my friends. That's literally my... That's the first I'd go camping at the minute. So obviously you mentioned that you were quite a fan of like Carrie Underwood and Taylor Swift. Yeah. So if you were to have a, a celebrity dinner party and you could invite five people, obviously those two would be there. Who else would you invite? The celebrity people could be dead or alive. Oh, so anyone at all? Any celebrity. Um... Obvi- obviously if they're dead, conversation might be a bit limited. <laughs> Um, so I'd have Taylor Swift. Yep. I'd probably have Carrie Underwood. Um, I'm counting now how many. Uh, celebrities. Um, who else would I have? I'd probably have Ed Sheeran. I like, I, I respect him a lot. He's, he's, he's a good songwriter. Um, Miranda Lambert. And probably Avicii. I really like Avicii at the minute. He did some great music, didn't he? He's amazing. I've got loads of conspiracy theories about him, but I'm not going on to that. But that might be a different episode. That one, Bill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that would certainly be an entertaining dinner party. It it would. It'd be full of conversation. I it think would. I'd speak to Taylor Swift though. I'd ignore everyone else. You'd be just trying to get selfies with Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd try and go on tour with her. I'd be like, like please, think- can I be your support act? Please. <laughs> I'm sure she'd say yes. Oh, I'd cry, hopefully. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure she would. She, she seems like one of those people that, would, you know, if you, if you asked her, she'd be like, yeah, come on tour with me. Yeah. Yeah, she would, definitely. She seems one of those like very down to earth. Yeah. I feel like she's gone through a lot too. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, a Netflix a documentary. I haven't seen that yet. No, is it good? It's called Miss America. It's like everyone has like a comfort film, but mm-hmm. like that's my like document. Like, oh, I just I just stick that on in the background. Like, I know exactly what's happening, and I've watched it countless times because it's just so good. Oh, we'll check that out. I haven't uh, seen it, it yet, but it, it's sad. It's sad, but it like it shows you like what really happened. You see, that, that's the thing. I think Taylor is a perfect example of always making sure you're in control of everything. Yeah, hundred percent. And always, always read the small print. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Know, because what happened to her was quite a sort of sad sort of situation, considering all the effort she'd put into it. Yeah, well, she's gone through a lot um, on the on the um, documentary. It, like shows you when she went into hiding, and like she stopped eating, 
and then she had like a court case of sexual assault and it was like it was really sad actually it's really sad but it's but I'm glad she made it because I I never knew that until that documentary Mm-hmm. And I probably wouldn't have known it if she didn't bring it out. So I think she's done really, really well for herself. Oh, definitely, definitely. And obviously, just obviously, just speaking about Taylor there. Obviously, Taylor is always very good at writing songs about like people. Yeah. She's so my very question: good at lyrics. <laughs> she is. She's very good at lyrics. So my question to you is. Obviously, you don't have to name people, but have you ever written a song about someone else or about their situation? And does that person know, obviously, without mentioning names, if you have? So, like, me writing songs about a person or me pretending yes. to be that person? No, you write a song about that person. Uh, yeah, most of my songs are about someone. Um, I have a song called 110, and literally... I could, like, line up everyone I talk about. Each line, it's quite fast. Uh, okay. And it, it's it's just a quick line. Um, like, how does a line go? Um, it says, um, one line says, don't, don't compare me to the girl that acts shy around her friend's guy because they kissed a few times. And there's a one line going... Um, don't don't compare me to the girl that walks and who likes to talk. She doesn't care at all. So like I'm just pin like spotlighting people at my school. It's all right. Fair. <laughs> to be fair, I mean every every artist I've spoke to have always written a song either about you know an ex or a friend or a situation that's happened to someone they know. Or yeah, it's a very common thing. I just like to ask just to. Find yeah. out, you know. Yeah, like most of my songs are written. Um, I mean, the ghost song that um, I'm releasing, that's not written on personal experience. Right. Uh, that's just written. Just I don't know. It just it's it's written about that situation. But uh, most of my songs, every I'd say, yeah, every song I've released except from that is written on personal um, personal experience. Yeah. That's fair enough. The thing is, that people have to get inspiration from somewhere, don't they? Yeah. I always say, yeah. if an ex-boyfriend like breaks up with me, I'll be like, well, at least i got a good song out, yeah? Exactly. Works for Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's made millions out of it. Yeah. But, uh, so, where can people find you online then, Belle? Where, where's your socials? Um, so, my Facebook uh, is Belle Velvet. Instagram Bell Velvet, Twitter Bell Velvet, Spotify. Um, I'm basically on every social platform. Just search up Bell Velvet or, or even on Google. You search up Bell Velvet on Google, it'll literally just give you every single one of the platforms. Um, so, yeah. Oh, that's good. Then. Which um, platform do you prefer then? What's your sort of go-to social platform that you kind of get more <laughs> engagement from? Um, honestly, probably I feel more like my... I feel more one with everyone I post her on Instagram. But no, I said that wrong. Like the message spreads faster on Instagram. Yeah. But Facebook, I feel like if I type a long thing out on Facebook, people will actually read it. You're not so much a Twitter person then? I like Twitter. I post all my thoughts on Twitter though. It's quite bad. Oh, do you? 
yeah like um but it's not quite bad it's just it's very random like very very random does it give an insight into bell's mind yeah but a really weird one <laughs> like um i posted a tweet the saxophone is the most prettiest instruments i've ever heard i don't know where that came from i was listening to whitney houston uh i will always love you obviously written by dolly first but Whitney Houston one, you know, it just hits mm-hmm. a bit more different. Um, and the saxophone in that, it's, oh, it gives me shivers. Very random then on Twitter. Yeah, it's very random. I've also said, I've, I've also expressed my love for Taylor Swift and put how much I want to be a writer, <laughs> write like her on Twitter. Yeah, oh, I'm sure most people do that on Twitter, Belle. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the one place where people go to do that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, Belle, it's been absolutely lovely speaking to you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really, really, really enjoyed it. You're very welcome. Also, a big thanks to everyone who listens to our podcasts each week. Thank you so much for joining us for that. And we uh, hope you'll continue to listen to our podcasts. Hope you can join us next week for another episode of the Unsigned Chat podcast. But until then, have a great week. <laughs>